a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and fellow legendary figure Tyler Hymanson. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we were legendary figures, but we got kicked out. We got kicked yeah. out. Although that was Vanished. a pretty good Magnus Antis. Yeah. Yeah. Good impression. Uh, yes. Magnus Antis and the Santa Clauses. Oh, yes. Season two. Uh, good thanks for name. being here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're back for our like, uh, you know, annual holiday episode that we try to do. And, and this year we are lucky enough to have another check-in on a franchise extender with the Santa Clauses season two on Disney plus. Um, it was another six episode season. Oh, um, yep. And uh, we're going to be talking about it here in a little bit. But before we get into it, uh, Eliz, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, email us with your ideas for what we should cover next year at sequelrights at gmail.com. And find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. I can't even remember what <laughs> socials we have anymore. And rate and review us wherever you're listening. Share out our previous episodes uh, if you've already done so. We really appreciate you spreading the word about the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, last year we talked about uh, season one of the Santa Claus. I think we only talked about like the first two episodes or whatever the premiere was. Yep. Uh, and this year, since we were doing like grumpy old men, like for Thanksgiving and and we had, you know, it, it was premiering around that same time. Um, and we knew there was only going to be six episodes again. We were like, why don't we just wait and talk about the full season? So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the entirety of season two. Um we're probably not going to do like a super detailed recap or anything, no. but you know, just kind of talk about some of our favorite parts. And uh, if the, if, if anyone has any, <laughs> and we and, will uh, spoil it. Yeah. We'll be spoiling it. And uh, so, yeah, if you, if, if you haven't watched spoiled. it, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> does candy spoil? No, good. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't seen it yet and are interested at all in watching season two, uh, watch it first and then come back and listen. Uh, and then you can join us as we talk about the Santa Clauses season two. I love what I do. Here we go. Come on. How did you enjoy that? He passed out. Huh? Oh. He's making a list. The best part of Christmas is spending time with your loved ones. Checking it twice. Which is why I'm so geeked to turn Santa into a family business. I want Sandra to be in charge of the reindeer. Oh, yes! And I really believe that my son, Cal, has what it takes to be the next Santa. Ah! What are you doing in my house? I'm gone, I'm gone. We gotta make North Pole history part of Cal's training. Who's Magnus Antis? The Mad Santa. Is that something for us to worry about? Santa, the rightful Santa, the Santa who occupies the North Pole now is a fraud. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Uh, That's that's the trailer for season two. And you know what? I I meant to mention this at the top here, but um, we'll get into it in a little bit. But we do have a special guest this week. Uh, We have an interview with uh, stunt performer Thomas Vu, who who has been on a couple episodes previously. Friend of the show. And uh, we'll be popping in with that a little bit here. Just want to give you guys a heads up in case you know you want to check that out later on in the episode. Um, So here we go. Season two. I personally was shocked to find that, uh, first of all, you know, this is the second, this is the first episode of season two. And it's labeled chapter seven. 
Mm-hmm. And also it picks up like immediately after we left off, like the, uh, cause right. The, the yeah, previous so- season ended with them in the sleigh flying home to the North pole after fixing everything. So you said, so as you mentioned, we only watched the first couple episodes of this for the podcast last year, and yeah. that is where I stopped. So I did not finish the season. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned that that happened, so I went back uh, and watched it. Uh, the one thing that I will say is that Eliz brought it up the on the last episode. There is a straight-up lost joke in yes. there yes. that was worth going back for. That was about it. And I was... Uh, Heading straight into this. <laughs> You're like, there's I, more? <laughs> uh, and yes, it, it does pick up uh, with straight into a chapter seven, which for this to have come out on time, they must have just done it all at once because like, it was not affected by the strikes at all. Mm. Um, so they must have, yeah. They, they, production schedule probably came right after. They, <laughs> yeah. they must have had it in the can. All the all the uh, younger actors look about the same age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I think they just like move quick on this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see if Iger will let it live on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. There, you, yeah, you may hear more about that later. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so we kick off uh, chapter seven. It's called Chapter Santa. The Cribble Crabble Clause. Yes. And we continue the. Uh, you know, it's not a. You can't have a Santa Claus property without introducing a new clause every they gotta get that microscope uh, (laughs) telescope thing out yeah i did not have time to like take a screenshot because because okay so we learned that like uh the the big thing in this is that like not only does santa have like clauses and all this Mm -hmm. stuff the elves also have all these clauses yes and there's a thing called the cribble crabble clause where Sorry, can you say that a couple more times? The, the Cribble Crabble Clause. <laughs> There's so many episode titles that I'm like, what the? Who <laughs> Cribble Crabble Clause. Cribble yeah, there's one later called the the finale is called Wanga Banga Langa. Yeah, it's yeah. just like okay. Well. So yeah, Cribble Crabble is an interesting idea that they've introduced here. It's um, basically Elf Rumspringa. Rumspringa. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it makes sense. Um, they don't really reveal it till like the very very end but it kind of makes sense why bernard grew up and like curtis is gone they talk about that and all of these elf characters who are played by children actors but can never age (laughs) how are we going to deal with that cribble crabble is now the solution i like that they kind of explain that away i do yeah and it's kind of you know you're you're supposed to go out into the world and see what why you're doing this and take a break and then some people just don't come back since they did explain it away it does make it even more uncomfortable that it's all these child actors doing some of this stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's part of the fun tyler i guess (laughs) um yeah, so I was a little bit, you know, th- this whole thing was like, I had seen that uh, Betty's character, I guess, was going to be... She a was guest of, star instead yeah, of... Yeah, she was principal. more like a, a recurring star in the season, yeah. Um, and I was bummed about that because I thought she was one of the better parts of the first season. Well, yeah, and she's just like an incredible actor, yeah. like from Station Eleven, and she's in the Gilded Age now and stuff, and yeah. But, you know, she's growing up like a normal yes, child, yes, so... Yeah. This is Matilda Lawler we're talking yes, about. Yes, Matilda who, Lawler. Who plays Betty... 
the and uh, what's his face elf. is good too you know uh, what's Noel? his name Noel yeah, yeah he's, he he's gets good. a little bit more of a role in this season yeah I think that his stuff is really funny when he's like dealing with the uh, kind of like the paper Betty and yeah I love that I, like they they have this whole thing where he has like this comfort pillow and they use it only once but I thought it was so funny <laughs> that like he uses it to like scream into but then <laughs> it looks like his face <laughs> yeah it looks yeah. like his face is totally normal like I I, I thought. This show is interesting because, like, there's a lot of stuff in it that makes me go, like, oh, my God, why? But then there's a lot of these small little, like, sight gags or tiny tiny jokes that go by really fast. And yeah. I think they're actually pretty funny. And um, a lot of lore callbacks that yeah. they don't really need to do. <laughs> yeah. No one is asking for this except us. This one has, and, this one has full flashbacks to the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just so much lore. Yeah. They, they're like, we're going to explain literally everything. I think so. that here's my experience of watching this show. As I went back and was finishing season one, I was like, oh, God, fuck this. Like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate the podcast. Like, why do we do this? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then the first couple episodes of season two, I was just like, God, God damn it. Like, why? Like, who is this for? And I don't know if it was, you know, the Christmas decorations going up as I continued to watch it or it was we're just getting close <laughs> to the holiday season, but I kind of just relaxed into it and ended up having a lot of fun with these later Your heart episodes. grew three yeah. sizes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's a, it, it is a little bit of a weird show because I do feel like a lot of times, like, especially like the first episode, I just feel like the editing and is like all over the place where I'm like, did they cut like... It, I feel like they take, they film the whole thing and then like edit it like all together and they cut things and put them in weird spots. And I'm just like, I wonder if that has something to do with like having a mainly child cast. Yeah. Maybe. Um, like, like the production schedule might just be crazy. I don't know. And like I, the, the cutting to the stuff with Gabriel and Glacius all the time, like, right. and, and Eric Stone Street's character, sometimes they just cut to that so randomly. It doesn't feel like part of what's happening. It's like, Se totally separate sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I do think, though, that the main plot of this season, which we'll talk about, uh, not being focused on we need to bring back Christmas spirit for the whole world, which <laughs> yeah. is what last season was focused yeah. on and what some of the movies have been focused on, too. Yep. Like, the level of Christmas spirit in the world is in danger. But that is not, like part of this season really at all. It's, yep. like, mentioned. And so because of that, we didn't get as many of the weird, like, Tim Allen, last man standing, like, yeah. you know, oh, it's a crime to say Merry Christmas or like, right. why is everyone so diverse or whatever? You know, like, there just didn't, we didn't need to do that because yeah. we weren't arguing about the level of Christmas spirit. It was like, the, here's this guy, he's evil, he's coming after us, what are we going to yeah, do? Just get Eric Stone Street to come in there and chew scenery. Like, yeah. I did oh, not God. think it was, I, I had to look up who it was and I was like, really? He was, I thought <laughs> he was great. great. Yeah, he was my so favorite funny. part. Yeah. He's the so best funny. part of this. Yeah. He's totally like, against type, like, not at all like modern family character yeah. and just like he did a great job yeah just like speaking his mind the whole time and it's just funny like i i really liked the kind of like i mean it was fun to get this crazy like lord of the rings like elves kind of thing <laughs> in, the, in the past or whatever <laughs> and it was just fun to see that something totally different side and get some more history uh like and actually see his they're always telling us yeah. about like all the santas and everything like last season and now we get to actually see some of the history of like these elves yeah have been there for centuries right and and to see them dealing with the mad santa as he's as he's called uh was pretty fun and i i thought that you know gabriel iglesias when he came in and i was like oh i'm gonna hate this character <laughs> but then when uh eric century came in there as bad santa and they they kind of had he was the foil to that it made that like because i thought we we're gonna have to deal with like another like sniveling santa file like <laughs> character and the fact that he was doing that to this bad santa made it <laughs> made it 
I don't know, a little bit self-aware and, and kind of fun and maybe enjoy th- those scenes more than the rest of the show, yeah. probably. I thought he was going to be annoying, too, because yeah. just like the way, he, I mean, I feel like, you know, just his persona a little bit sometimes, too. I'm like, mm-hmm. not, I wasn't like a fan of his comedy or anything, really. <laughs> um, but I thought he did a great job, and he has some he has some funny lines yep. like this. I'm really sorry that they had me believing that he was the real Santa. <sighs> Do I look gullible? Because a, a toddler once told me that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought he was good. They didn't overdo it, really. And I was worried that they were going to force us to, by the end of the season, say, okay, this guy is going to be the next Santa instead of Cal. But they didn't, like, push it. They just kind of left it as, like, you know what? We don't really know who the next Santa is. Let's wait and see. Like, which way the tide turns, The answer is it's going to always be Tim Allen until he doesn't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Betty goes off in Cribble Crabble pretty early on, and we see her, I think, in maybe, like, three of the episodes. Flashbacks, mostly. Yeah. Yep. She shows back up at the end um, for some big battle sequences and yeah. stuff, which is kind of fun. Um, Against the gnomes. And I, I did like, too, that, like, you know, the, the whole thing at the end of last season was, like, uh, Cal uh, helped decide to... Uh, give everyone these, uh, you know, snow globes with Christmas memories. And I mm-hmm. liked that that is ultimately what ends up bringing Mad Santa back. Mm-hmm. I just like that. That's a sign of like, you know, showrunner and writers that are actually like thinking about what they did. And it's not, it's not like they, they could have made up any stupid reason and they connected to what happened in the last season. It, it was very cool. How this happens is that Mad Santa was, uh, I mean, very cool is probably an overstatement. I appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, Mad Santa has been stuck in a nutcracker for, you know, 700 years and he's in, you know, Gabriel Iglesias shitty Santa village and somebody knocks over the, one of the snow globes with Santa magic. And there's this like really dramatic, like horror movie shot of the water from the snow globe, like inching across the floor and uh, hits this nutcracker and brings him back to life. Yeah. And, uh, we also get, um, another character that I thought was pretty fun, which is kind of like the anti, we get kind of like the anti Betty. We, we learn that, uh, we learn that there's gnomes. Yes. And that they're kind of like, you know, the opposite of elves. They're like, they're like ugly and, and dirty and yeah. and they hate Christmas and they hate the elves and blah, blah, blah. And we have this character, Olga played by Marta Kessler, who's kind of like, you know, Magnus Amos's right hand gnome or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was kind of a fun character. She was she's, fun. Yeah. She's just always like angry and like, why aren't we like, we should go kill people and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't know. I did like that. <laughs> it was her doing that. And then that allowed Magnus Antis to Eric Stone Street to like actually even be a foil to it to have him yeah. be he was he was always like yeah yeah I want to take over I want to get my job back but also like can you please calm down yeah. like I'm yeah. not I, yeah. I don't really it's want blood I just want to like you know do whatever I want I don't need to kill people you know like, it's yeah. a lot like uh, uh, Lauren Lapkus does this character on Comedy Bang Bang called Ho Ho the Naughty Elf uh-huh. uh, and <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of Ho Ho vibes there. Mm. And the and the payoff with the gnomes at the end, I thought was really funny. Uh, the fact that like they also like to make things, but whenever they try to make things, it's like practical stuff. Yeah. And I just that was one of the funniest scenes for me when she's like at the work the workbench and she like goes and makes something and then like Betty's like what the heck is a toner cartridge yeah <laughs> and she's like, she's like I, I don't know yeah. like I don't know <laughs> I thought that was pretty yeah. funny yeah <laughs> they make like yeah I thought that was the funny uh, that was probably the the funniest beat in the show yeah yeah it was it was pretty good but um 
Yeah, I mean, so it's all about, you know, it's all about the, the, the early part of the season is all about still trying to find a replacement and like, yeah, they're going to train know. Cal to yeah. be Santa. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sandra is supposed to be in charge of the animals, but she needs to figure out they're all talking now and it's like too loud, which is an interesting yeah. idea that a lot of times magical power or superhero shows don't even deal with. Like right. if you could hear everyone, you'd actually go insane. Yeah. Like, you know, and so she has to figure out how to control this. And then she figures out that she may be becoming a witch similar mm-hmm. to La Bafana. La Bafana, yeah. Yeah. Who is also back this season. Yes. yes. Um, and you and you know who else is back this season? The Easter Bunny, <laughs> Tracy Morgan. <laughs> that was so random. Also, Kevin Pollock as yep. Cupid. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, speaking of Cupid, this might be a good point. Uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, we're talking a little bit about about Cupid, who's in the scene floating in the air, and that involves you know some stunts mm. uh, and some stunt rigging. Um, and so th- I feel like this might be a good spot for us to uh, dip out for a second and hear a little bit from Thomas Vu, our special guest. All right, we have a very special guest with us here on the podcast. Uh, you may have heard him previously on our episodes, uh, Herbie Goes Bananas and Miss- Missing in Action to the Beginning. We have with us Thomas Vu, amazing stunt performer good. extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> morning hey hey thanks howdy, for howdy. being here yeah it's uh exciting to be back uh i had so much fun last time so let's uh let's rock this joint that's right you're now a triple threat this is now the third time you've been uh on the podcast here and uh we are excited right. to talk about the santa claus's season two with you <laughs> season two what did you guys do for season one Season one, um, we just, uh, I think we did an episode on just uh, like the first episode. We didn't talk about the full season. Um, Mm -hmm. This time we kind of knew more about it ahead of time that there was going to only be six episodes. So we were like, why don't we just wait and watch the whole thing and talk about the full season (laughs) in its entirety. So um, this is so short. But but yeah, so uh, for for people who maybe haven't, uh, you know, heard you speak on here before a bit about what you do, can you tell us exactly like, uh, you know, what you do as a stunt performer and maybe like uh, some places people might have seen you recently? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hey, my name is Thomas Vu. I work in the stunt, uh, the Hollywood film industry as a stunt professional, everything from performing to coordinating uh you know, I specialize in, or I used to specialize in <laughs> martial arts, but uh, I've diversified into rigging and fire and driving so and high fall. So kind of an all around the gamut type stunt performer. Um, some work you may have seen me in. Well, I'm currently working uh, in Quantum Leap. We're shooting season two. Uh, I've also worked on uh, Hocus Pocus 2 that came out last year. Um, and obviously Santa Claus's. Um, yeah. Uh, and actually, since the last time I was on the show with you guys, I was on America's Got Talent. I solved a Rubik's Cube while being engulfed in on fire. So I'm fully on fire and I solved a Rubik's Cube in 30 seconds. It was crazy. The judges went wild. And then... My story ended there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I, uh, I was going to say, like, you mentioned that you do fire stuff, and so that's where people might have seen you most recently, like, in a, on a big stage. Uh, yeah. Um, tell us about, like, so so you were also on Britain's Got Talent, too, right? Like, how, how does that yeah. work? How does yeah. that work? <laughs> I kind of forgot, like, because of the strike, 
you know, being gone for on for so long and, and I kind of forgot when I did that show. Um, <laughs> so we filmed, we filmed Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent kind of back to back within like the same two months, which was, uh, I think the first of its time. Cause, um, prior to that, they didn't really allow, uh, a contestant to do both shows in the same year. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the first year they started allowing that. And, uh, because I made sure I was like, "Hey, you guys know I'm on. Uh, I'm in. I'm across the pond in that show too." They're like, "Yeah, that's fine. Let's see if we can change it up a bit." Because um, Simon, he's a judge on both shows, so he actually saw me twice in like the span of a month. And uh, so it's it was kind of fun the second time. I just kind of gave him like a wink, <laughs> yeah. a little salute, and uh, he's like, oh, "I remember this guy." That's um, funny. So, so it was really cool. I watched that video and I mean, it looks crazy. Do you have to like hold your breath that whole time while you're doing that or how? Cause it looks like, yeah, so it looks like the, you take a breath in and I was like, Oh my God. That, that's correct. Um, obviously breathing fire is no bueno. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I like to not try to breathe while I'm on fire. Uh, especially since I'm only on fire for like 30 ish seconds. So, you know, I can hold my breath for that long. Um, and try to solve a Rubik's cube at the same time. <laughs> uh, you know the, the 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 magic in that stunt goes really goes into the prep work. Um, prior to being on stage, they're putting me in the fire suit, and there, there's a lot involved with it. There's all this gel you gotta wear. It gets really cold because you know the fire gel that protects me from the heat is actually also zapping my body heat. So I'm you know kind of fighting the cold and. Uh, on on like the extreme end of things, I'm sometimes fighting hypothermia, and and then you got to do the whole spiel, talking to the judges, and then and then we fuel up and go, and then you know you see me hold, catch my, or take a big breath in, and then go for it. And what's uh, what's really interesting too is like I didn't say this on television, but I actually got burnt um, oh doing the stunt in, in Britain, and. Uh, you know, these things happen. We're we're playing with fire. Of course, you're going to get... But a lot of times in on set, if you start to feel heat, you you just call it. You cut, mm-hmm. put me out. Uh, we'll reset and make, you know, assess, like, how can we make this more comfortable for the performer? And then we relight and go again. But in this show, there is no cut reset. I'm in front of a live audience. I have to complete my stunt, right? Right. So in the moment I feel, I feel the burn happening and I'm like, well, I can't back out now. So oh I came, came all this way. I got to finish solving this Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs> so powered through it, uh, and then solved it, you know, within the reasonable amount of time. And then, um, yeah, got a little, little nicked a, a, from a, the flames. A, a little parting gift for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! The memories were made. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, now all the uh, tortured screams from the audience make more sense. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> it was fun oh, to watch everyone just be like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> and and that's just what they like, like aired on on the TV, right? right? You should you should hear like the live playback. It's it's kind of hysterical because there's this gasp of like, I don't know how to react to this because <laughs> you know how often do you die on fire? Yeah especially like right in front of you like so close everyone in the audience can feel the the flames like we went big mm-hmm. we went real big um and so you could definitely feel the heat in the audience and 
it's a different experience when you watch it live. You're you're just in it. You're experiencing it more than just watching it. Um, especially when you know you see me walking around like a like a, like a goof <laughs> right before, <Yeah. laughs> like this nerdy nerdy Asian kid. Yeah, you know, I saw Rubik's cubes. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but on fire. Yeah, that's so great. Well, everybody, uh, everybody listening can go check that out. Uh, I know they put it up online all over the place and for, for both uh, shows. So, Yeah, I think I think it's on YouTube. Uh, AGT and BGT have it on, on YouTube. Sweet. All right. Well, yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about the Santa Claus is the main event here. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I know uh, I know you worked on the second season, but were you involved in the first season at all, too? Or I was I was involved in season one and um, and then brought on to season two. Uh, I worked very closely with Action Factory, which stunt, we're a stunt company based in Santa Clarita, uh, California. And we work here in L.A. We work in New York. We work globally. Uh, on TV and features, we're we're a global company focusing on stunt rigging and fire stunts. Um, I mean, we're a full full service, full house. We, we can do action design and, and car stuff and everything else, but uh, a lot of people know us for our stunt rigging and stunt fire um, firework. So for this particular show, there's a lot of rigging involved to fly our actors. Uh, namely Santa Claus himself and a lot of his elves do some flying. So they'll have us come in. We'll rig up some stunt wires that will float our Santa up and down chimneys and, you know, fly our elves all over the set when there's chaos running around. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So you're kind of like, uh, so you're not, so on the Santa Claus's show, you're helping to set up those stunts. You're not actually performing them yourself, or are you also performing some a little bit on the show? That's correct. For this show, uh, a lot of the characters involved are like elves and gnomes Mm -hmm. and people of different shapes and sizes. So there's not a lot of room for like average sized Asian people. Um, (laughs) So, you know, we work with a lot of like my li- my little friends, um, uh, people who are like five feet mm-hmm. and under. Um, they they play the elves mm-hmm. quite a bit uh, or, or big guys who play like ogres and trolls. And um, uh, and then Santa himself, Mr. Tim, Tim. Uh, what's his last name? Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim the Toolman Tim, Tim Tim Tool Taylor. Tim Allen. Yeah. Uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. That's not even his name. Uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> uh, and he's wearing a big old Santa suit. So, you know, bigger, larger than life, oversized. And uh, so with him, because he's like the actor, we'll have to be very, very careful with how we fly him and uh, make sure everything looks magical, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, there's a couple specific moments in season two, I think. There's like, uh, we get an appearance from Cupid, uh, Kevin Pollock. Uh, I don't know if you That's were, right. It, where he's like kind of like just floating above the desk of uh, in Santa's office, like for a whole scene. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I assume you that probably worked on that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, uh, we had a couple days where we tested the rig. We wanted to design a way to fly him in 3D space. Uh, and, but then it was all in front of a green screen, which then of course they, you know, CG'd into the, the shot itself so that he could be smaller. Um, but in, in actual green, 
green screen space, we had to fly him like forwards and backwards and sideways um, the way they wanted his character to kind of float around. So we played with like this 3D, 3D rig and, uh, and yeah, test, test day was fun. Cause then you, then we also incorporated effects team who had his wings and they animated his wings in real time along with us flying him back and forth. And, uh, and yeah, seeing all the picture, the whole, all the pieces come together in the picture was really, really fun. Yeah. It's great to hear like how much work goes into what, you know, is just like one small scene in like, you know, like a whole 30 minute episode. And like, you guys have to spend like days working on this one moment that then when you see it just looks totally seamless. Like he's just floating there. Yep. <laughs> it's great. It's de- yeah. It's definitely a group effort uh, all across the board. The editing team, you know, also there with us telling us what they need so that they can make it all seamless, you know? Yeah. We also, uh, I think this season there's a return of the, uh, the ELFS jetpacks, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh, we get to see like, uh, Elizabeth Mitchell's character, I think. And, uh, you know, one of the elves, um, use them to kind of like, uh, look for the Easter bunny, uh, <laughs> Easter bunny's basket and stuff in this, this season. So that must've been fun too. Yeah, the jetpack stuff is always a good time because then you get to play with a little bit more dynamic movement. Mm-hmm. You know, flying Cupid, it's pretty static. It's pretty uh, uh, soft in comparison to like jetpack movement. Now we're like, cool, this is a jetpack. This is every kid's dream. We're growing <laughs> up watching these movies that people are wearing these backpacks and flying. So, well, how does a jet work? Cool, we got to make a human do that. Awesome. Oh, also, we have to do it with the rig, like his the jetpack itself, the prop. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, pieces that have to get figured out. Again, same way. How do we work around this rig, this, this prop that doesn't affect his performance, the, the actor's performance and all that. So That's great. Um, is there any, were there any other like moments during the season? Um, I don't know if there's rigging involved with any of the stuff with the sleigh at all or, um, you know, like, wh- yeah. Um, so what's really cool is, and I don't know if there's video floating around the sleigh. Um, we don't operate the sleigh. So mm-hmm. stunts, we, we handle humans, right? Anything that's living, mm-hmm. um, animals, humans, We'll fly them. And then our beautiful effects brothers, they'll handle everything inanimate. So like the sleigh uh, or objects or stuff that's like the set, uh, our effects team will, will, uh, will handle that. So in, in tandem, anytime there's like a sled, they operate the sled with their machinery. Uh, and they have this really cool rig where uh, they have the sled on these like huge pistons, these actuators that mimic a little 3d model sled that is like the size of a desktop computer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they'll move with their hands, this little mini sled on the table. And in real time, that movement will be mimicked by the huge actual piston sleds. It's really amazing. That's awesome. I remember seeing it for the first time. I was blown away. Like, Yo, how much is this machine? And they're like, uh, <laughs> really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, yeah. So they're they're operating the sled, and then we'll we'll operate the actors, uh, either safetying them onto the sled, or you know, sometimes we'll like in season one, we had actors flying out of the sled. Um, oh man, yeah. 
Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's uh, it's great to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff because they don't always put a ton of that information out into the world on these like you know, uh, a lot of these like streaming TV shows don't get, sure. like, don't get the BTS features all the time and like DVDs and everything. So it's right. fun to hear a yeah. little bit more about how you know the work happens on the show. A magician's got to keep his his secrets a that's secret, true. right? That's, that's how we keep the magic going. The magic be <laughs> making. That's so true. That's so true. All right. Well, I mean, I just spilled all the beans though. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Hey, well, you didn't give us the specific details. Like, okay, you hook this here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to mention about the Santa Clauses? I know, uh, you know, I, I know, uh, we don't have a lot of time here. So, uh, I think, I think, uh, for season two, we see a bit more, with some of the elves crashing into things uh there's this whole scene where they're in like the reindeer stable there's multiple scenes actually uh where they're falling down and they're crashing through the air and stuff like that and that's another example of like um all the different departments coming together you know we have a special effects department dropping debris at the same time as we drop our performers down um and then we have to work with costuming to make sure that where we hide the lines don't mess up their 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 costumes um and and sort of like this this is what i love about the santa clauses is that every every time we fly a performer do a flying stunt you know it varies all the time so we had cupid doing slow movements and then we have jetpacks doing fast movements and then we have these gags that basically this reindeer picks an elf and the elf flies 50 feet across the stable so that's like super dynamic right so it's always a fun different challenge and and how do we create this controlled chaos it's a it's a it's a cool job to be doing and what's fun is what's fun too is like right now it's the holidays for everybody but i've been in christmas mode and basically all year (laughs) we filmed this (laughs) We filmed this in, uh, I think we filmed this in April or something. Um, so yeah, Christmas it never goes away for for That's us right. over on the Santa Clauses. You're just living it. Yeah, you, you'll probably be right back into it early next year sometime. Yeah, they're talking about season three, and we might pick up uh, pretty soon, as soon as like winter's over. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, we would love to see a season three here. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed the second season personally. I, I know mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're not hearing our thoughts on the full episode, but I thought it was pretty fun. You know, it's a fun little extension of the, of the movie again and lots of fun callbacks this season two. And uh, Eric Stone Street, I thought was a great addition. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Thomas, I mean, I thank you so much for being here to do this, uh, you know, <laughs> in your, in your busy morning here. And, uh, Wish- Wish it could be in studio. That would have been uh, a real good time. I know, I know. Well, we'll have to catch you again. Uh, you know, maybe we can have you next time if if if, if we got season three going. Um, I'd be more than happy to come back. Yeah, and, anytime. Uh, you guys, you guys have my number. <laughs> oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, everyone listening, you guys can check out uh, you know Thomas Thomas's stunt work on uh, you know on uh, Quantum Leap, and um, you also did a couple like awesome video games this past year too, right? Uh, uh yeah, we worked on Call of Duty, the Spider-Man game. Um, we worked on what other games? Is Star Wars, Star Wars Two, Jedi Survivor. Yep. 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 Uh, we we actually did that game from start to finish. Oh man. Um, 
awesome that was stuff. a long project that was a good one that was yeah. fun <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I, i'm sure like i mean the list of stuff that you've worked on is amazing i'm sure there's things that our listeners love that they have, can now learn that you were a big part of so um yeah thanks for doing all yeah. that work <laughs> i mean <laughs> i appreciate you highlighting you know the behind the scenes yeah of course man all right thomas thank you so much absolutely guys you have a good one you too all right. Thanks again for Tom to Thomas for coming on. Uh, it, it's always great to have him. This is his now third, you know, as he heard in the thing, it's his third appearance. Pretty, Three timers club. Pretty, pretty exciting. Um, and Love hopefully, it. hopefully we'll have him back in the studio some other time. Yes, certainly. Um, but let's see what else happens in this show. You know, uh, Oh, speaking of other, um, we were just talking about a couple of the cameos. Did you guys like this? Like, went over my head but uh, I saw someone you know oh yeah tweeting about this and i missed it but there's a whole moment in sanatopolis i can't believe you missed it I, i'm I, so ashamed of i you. was like i was like who is that Did like you miss why it? are they making yeah. a big deal you have no idea what we're talking about no. oh my god i, I like, immediately <laughs> clocked it before she even yeah. opened her damn mouth i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah i was i was just like why are they making a big deal about this hot chocolate and all this stuff and it didn't even cross my mind but right. judy the original oh uh, yeah little judy is a a cameo and this is the oh. hot chocolate vendor and she makes a joke about how like you know she used to have her they used to use her use own recipe. special recipe yeah, yeah. uh page tomata they brought her back and she, and as we learned in child star check-in however when we did that she's not an actor she's yeah. like a business person yeah. and who's gone on to do many other great things but they brought her somebody is paying attention and was like you know people really like that scene let's bring this girl back that's what I, that's, that's what i'm fun. saying like it, it's cool that they're like paying attention like they didn't have to do that yeah they didn't have to you know uh we we talk again um the, the whole thing with Magnus Andes is the whole time he's talking about, he needs his amulet. He needs his amulet. What is it? Blah, blah, blah. And there's a whole thing in the final episode trying to figure out what his amulet is. And it turns out it's like the hot chocolate cup. And they do this crazy, like, look at all the places we've seen it. And yeah. it's like literally like going back to Judy and everything. Yeah. And it's I like think, a Kaiser. So same moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think that's cool that the, you can tell that the people behind the show are like deep steeped in the lore of the series and everything. <laughs> I've watched the movies as, at least as many times as we have, Yes, <laughs> which yes. is not always the case <laughs> the things we talk about so that that you know that that makes me happy too uh, watching a show like this so yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah do you think that judy went on cribble crabble and ended up working at santaopolis or do you think this was just a straight up cameo and not actually that's connected? a great question it's hard to know i don't know we I don't know probably just a straight up cameo okay because they're like winking at the whole right like, right hot chocolate thing um what else here? I definitely didn't expect Curtis to be mentioned so many times because he's really only the head off in the one movie right, that yeah. I don't like anyway. But he, um, they bring him up many times because they're like, we don't, we're not going to leave a single plot hole in yeah. this lore. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so I mean, things are kind of like separate for a long time until maybe like the very last episode. I did enjoy... Uh, Magnus Antis getting some like Dragon Ball Z powers yeah. and sh- shooting fireballs <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> He's yeah, like, it, it, looks like a, it looks like a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. Like, I was like, wow, he just shot a like Kamehameha over <laughs> yeah. at uh, Tim Allen there. And like, and yeah, he gets thrown against the wall. Like it's yeah. a pretty good. Cause that, that final episode is called Wanga Banga Langa or whatever. Yeah. And I guess that's like, what he says to do this magic. Well, he wanted thing. that to be his catchphrase instead right. of ho, ho, yeah. ho. And then he changed his mind. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. ho, I, ho and ho. I just was like, yeah. Cause he gets hit against the wall so hard. I was like, Oh damn. 
<laughs> I was not expecting that. And he, at the end, the big climax is that he turns Cal into a nutcracker, which is actually <laughs> yeah. really funny because they have this little nutcracker that just looks like a teen boy in a Letterman <laughs> yeah. jacket. And, and actually, I did think that like Juliet was amazing when she like sees the nutcracker taped to the wall. She <laughs> freaks the hell out, which is like probably boy. what a real mom would do in yeah. that situation. But you just think that like... You know, the, in, a, in a movie where the reality is heightened like this, I would have expected her to just be like, let's grab the nutcracker and go transform. But instead yeah. she was like, oh my God, he's dead. Like it was, it was very intense. So yeah. Speaking of Juliet, I was waiting the whole season. I don't think there's any lost jokes. There I don't not. think there was either. This I, was, time. I was waiting for it. And it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. She did dress up like Harley Quinn once, though. That was really funny. I yeah. was like, oh, my God, why? This is so random. Because she's trying to connect with her moody teen kids yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the idea of uh, the Easter Bunny getting turned into uh, a, lemon. a lemon. That was weird. <laughs> There's lots of weird stuff. Oh, the uh, you know, there's another super weird moment in the show that I was like, what? I didn't think they were actually going to do it. But there's a part when... Um, yeah, after they have the Nutcracker uh, of of Cal and they're trying to figure out how to get back to the North Pole, they're like, you can use some of your Santa magic to turn these, like, reindeer into mm. these, like, you know, one of those, like, plastic reindeer. Right. <laughs> and, like, they actually does it and you see the one, like, move its eye and I was like, oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know he could, like, turn inanimate objects into, like, living creatures, but that was kind of crazy. Um. But yeah, I kind of was not expecting there to be a big like uh, you know battle at the end with Cra- weapons. Crazy, and, yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, like yeah, the toy sword that was really yeah. funny. That Olga was like, "I want that. Give it to me. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so cool." <laughs> well, how about the musical numbers this year? Oh boy, Ooh. I they have a that's the part where my soul left my body. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cover uh, called Dancing with an Elf or something like that. Yeah, Dancing, yeah. Dancing with my elf. elf. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. And then uh, yeah, there's a whole prom at the end, right? What was the song from the prom? <sighs> I can't even remember now. Because I, I was like, does it even have an elf pun in it? I don't, I don't think it, it did. did. I think there was only that one song with elf puns and then the rest were like regular songs. Lame. Yeah, Dancing with my elf. I did remember I wanted, I, yeah. <laughs> I did remember that thinking point. that uh, the song they were performing at the the prom, I was like, this is a little bit adult for Yeah, it was about people. touching and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, was what like, are these you lyrics? Touch me once, yeah. You touch me twice. I think that's what they were singing. And right? it's all yeah. these kids, it's all these children singing it. Yeah. Right. So well, I, they're, like, I mean they're they're thousands bit, of years old. Sure. Or hundreds. Rather. I was a little bit like, uh yeah. I, I thought they maybe would have the song list up here, but they don't. Yeah. Oh well. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Edie getting a lot more screen time yeah. with the Betty gone, which she was fine, I guess. Yeah, she was all right. I liked when she pulled the cowboy hat out. Yeah. <laughs> and I do get a kick out of the guy who's like the the ELFS guy. Oh. I hated I hated him. And then that was it was one of those things by the end of it, I was like, nope, it's funny. Wait, well, did they show how he lost his eye yet though? Well, no, they they have all those flashbacks where he doesn't have an eye patch. And right. Then, and then there's that one time where he's like, that guy. Uh, they're, they're like, I want to get that guy right there. And he's like, what did I even do? Yeah, so I thought for sure <laughs> it's got to be it, on yeah. the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, why else Probably. do you ha- like show him without the well, eye patch? Yeah, because so he's many like, times. I don't need anything. I got perfect 2020 vision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, it's, like, it's like goofy. I thought it was going to be like a Nick fun. Fury you know, situation. Yeah. I was like, how did he get the eye patch? We got to know. But maybe that's season three. I just like yeah, that. I can't wait for his, do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <my> <laughs> <way."> <laughs> 
I just I just get a kick out of the fact that he always has one of those like diner uh, like syrup containers that he's drinking. Oh yeah. God, it's so gross, but yeah. it's kind of funny. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I mean I don't know. Is there other? Is there anything else like throughout the season before we talk about like kind of like where we end up and. We kind of end up back at status quo. I mean, not that like that's the thing that kind of makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Not all that much happens. It's a pretty standard like there's a usurper Santa coming through. You know, we do all that stuff, and um, it makes it breezier to watch. I would say. Well, and we don't even make it all the way to another Christmas. Technically, yep. like yep. we get a flash. Fo- like we have Easter is the big thing. Yeah, where they're I guess, like, I guess we, we got to do Easter. Yeah. It's like which is a big crisis. But then yeah. you know, then there's the huge battle a little bit after Easter, and then they flash forward to like right before Christmas. But we don't even actually see what they end up doing. And they the did start Christmas. making. We can talk a little bit about the Easter lore that they started to right. like invent, which was kind of insane. Yeah, there's a whole episode where they got to go learn about Easter and stink uh, eggs and (laughs) itching eggs. Well, and then somebody does say, like, what does any of this have to do about with Jesus? But then they don't actually say, like, well, and also what does Santa and these things have to do with Jesus either? Like, we don't get that deep into it. They have to tell Worf a boring story. story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Sandman. The Sandman. Mm -hmm. He's still here. Uh, which is cool. I'm always glad when they bring back like the yeah. same actor. Um, they did reference Juliet's mom once, but we didn't get to see Anne Margaret. No, that would <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> it would have been so perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, Magnus Antis at the end ends up just going back to doing the show at uh, Santopolis. Yeah, and uh, filling the seats. Yeah. Because he loved performing. I don't know. I do feel, though, that there is more things that we didn't get to see because of whatever's happening at Disney with, like, we have to do these short seasons and instead of having, like, longer seasons and all the whatever drama is happening behind the scenes there. Because there's just a lot of stuff that they set up and then, like, didn't really, like, pay off. And so I'm like, there's no way that they, like, didn't even... like, because there's this whole stuff with Gabriel Iglesias' dad, oh, yeah. and you think yeah. that they're gonna, you know, show how Cal and his dad, and how this is the difference, and you know, my dad didn't accept what I wanted to do, and you're, but you know, you think that's gonna come back, but it really doesn't. At the end, he's just kind of there, right. you know. Um, that is weird. So yeah, that the eye patch and a couple other things. I'm just like, what is going on? Although you know, I don't know if I. I'm fine with that B plot or C plot <laughs> yeah, not happening. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like that's all I need. Like, yeah, his dad doesn't believe in him, and now it he does. has a successful Christmas. Because like some of the the episodes are pretty short; they're all like half an hour or less. I think the yeah. last episode is maybe 38 minutes, but yeah, and and you know, like I said earlier, I definitely get the sense that it's like been cut to shreds multiple mm-hmm. times to the yeah. point where I'm like, that that. <laughs> the transition from these scenes does not make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, if if men are going to come for Ray Skywalker or whoever else is a Mary Sue, then you've got to come for Sandra because all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. she's like, I can gather the magic of everyone's belief in Christmas in the whole world and shoot it out. Like, you know, I'm just like, mm, okay. Sure. Uh, sure you she got the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's really about it. Oh, and, and Noel and Betty both go off on uh, Cribble Cribble. They do that's because right. these kids are hitting puberty quick. <laughs> yep. Okay, yep. <laughs> never to be seen again. So he, I mean, Santa even says like, "Well, you know, I'm probably not going to see you again, so I have to make peace with it." And they're like, "No, no, we're going to come back." And it's like, 
are they gonna come back i don't know I don't know. We'll see. She's leaving to go be in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big ones. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> something different. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like you know, yeah. Would we actually want there to be more episodes? I don't know. <laughs> it feels like the right amount to go from Thanksgiving to Christmas time ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, oh, I thought you meant a season three, and I was like, oh, I was like, eh. oh, I meant, I meant for this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A season three, like, sure. I don't. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like as much if as I, as as much as I hated Martin Short for so long uh, because of this series specifically. Yeah. Um, after watching however many seasons there's been of only murders, murders. in the building, yeah. I, now I'm kind of like, well, maybe it would be funny to yeah. <laughs> to revisit that character. I, I mean, I think that I think that Cal Penn was not given a lot to do. I true. Do, I do think that there's an interesting, like I. I was thinking about how you redo this story of somebody getting used to the powers and getting, you're know, doing that. And like, that's about, it's a personality thing. Like for Santa Claus is funny. Cause it's Tim Allen. He's doing yeah. Tim Allen stuff. Um, I don't know where, I mean, it's, it's kind of not, he was at the height of his powers at that time. And I don't know like if you could redo it, but I'd be interested to see them try to, yeah. to do it without Tim Allen. I was going to say, do you think there's a world where they're ever going to be like, we want to do a full like reboot, but we want to have a passing the torch. So like, yeah, Tim Allen's going to be the Santa Claus that dies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to just be like, they're going to just pretend like the rest of his family doesn't exist yep. and whatever. Because right now it's all about like, oh, we're going to pass it off to my son or daughter. I like, mean, what? I think they are, they have really seeded though, that it may not be right for his son to yes. take over. Yep. Like, even though right. he has these powers, doesn't mean you have to be Santa, you know? So um, they grew up with in the North Pole, so they both have powers, but doesn't mean they necessarily have to take it over. Yeah. They, they could bail. I mean, yeah. and he retired from being Santa and fully passed the torch last time, so he could do it without dying, right. you know? Um, I mean, it may be that we keep this all going up to the point where like Tim Allen dies, yeah. you know, for real. And then they're like, okay, now we can finally pretend like that guy on that ladder was Tim Allen and he's falling. Sure. And now we have, you know, I, oh God, I don't even want to think of the horrible possibilities. of who <laughs> no, I, That's what I was going to ask. If you had to, if you had to pick somebody to, to do this, sh- to do the whole, pick someone like again. that I would actually like or yeah. who I think society would uh, pick. Either or, uh, if, like whatever's whatever's more fun of an answer. Oh God, I don't know. I don't. I want an Asian Santa or a Asian black Santa, Santa or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say Ike Ike uh, Barinholtz or whatever. That was my first thought. That's a great idea. Right, right. I mean, and then I don't know if maybe they're just kind of like seeding you know trying out gabriel iglesias is like a trial and then maybe making him the next santa later or something like that but maybe i don't know i think that uh yeah i think they'll probably try to do another season i think you know i think if everyone's on board they'll try to do another another season but past that i feel like the the property is too popular for them not to eventually yeah. try to do something, which is like what they did here. But. Yeah, I'm actually really curious to see what happens with the strike and everything. It might be hard to get people together, although I don't know if that they're really doing anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> True. It's all about whether, you know, the Isn't relationship like between... Toy, Toy Story 30 coming Exactly. Out? I was going to say, if the relationship <laughs> yeah. between 
Tim Allen and Disney like stays good, you know, because there was the whole like layer drama, you know, uh, and, but then right. turns out no one cared because no one cared about the movie. And th- <laughs> this has probably been seen. This show has probably been seen by more people than layer was honestly. Yeah. And, um, the fact that it's so, uh, it's even more tied to him than Buzz Lightyear is because it's his face. And now his daughter is the star of the show, which yeah. by the way, is still, I feel like totally earned like sure. Yeah. Nepo baby stuff, whatever, yeah, but she's, she's fine. great. She's like she's yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I, who knows what's going to happen? I love that line too, from her where they, uh, uh, you know, you were talking about, she can hear all the animals and there's just a great delivery on her mom checking in on her be like, how, how are you doing, honey? And she's like, it's getting better. I can barely even hear that spider that's on your shoulder. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. Yeah. There's good stuff like that throughout the show. So, I mean, I think, I think if people are a fan of the Santa Claus movie, they'd be worth checking out Yeah, with your kids or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Sure. And they're so quick, you know. Yeah, no, it's no harm, no foul. It's still a. Uh, I mean, still a horrifying s- intro. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Some harm. The, the intro. The intro is better because they no longer have the like s- weird slow mo of Noel like falling. Oh yeah. They yeah. really only have Tim Allen like, yeah. and so it's not as bad. But also, and no dancing, dancing with my elf is that's that's harm. That was harm. Yeah, that was harm. <laughs> did you guys get uh, Did you guys get terrified at the very end when he turned to the screen and was like, "And a Merry Christmas to you"? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was weird. Right in your face, like. <laughs> did like, they do that before? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I watched the trailer again and I was like, "Oh, that moment's in the trailer," and it's like literally the very end of the series. <laughs> oh man. Um, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and a Merry Christmas to you, <laughs> Tyler <laughs> Hyman. <laughs> Hey, someday with AI, they'll be like, we can customize the show. So now he says Merry Christmas to you based on what your account name is. Well, like the (laughs) E.T. ride? (laughs) See, exactly. (laughs) Phone home, Tyler, whatever. (laughs) Merry Christmas to you, woman defender. (laughs) (laughs) Woman respecter, I think. Sorry, it was woman respecter. Woman respecter, 335. I never got to go on the the, uh, E.T. ride. What? Sad. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't there when I was here, I don't think. No, but you never went like when you were little? No. All Disneyland slash world all the time. And you bet you never went to Universal over there? No, no. Never. Oh my gosh. Never. Okay. okay. Hey, so also speaking, uh, was there a year round Santa Village anywhere by you growing up? I don't think so. Year round Santa Village. No. But okay. but you would go to uh my neighbors would go and they'd get their picture every year at the at the Santa at Excalibur. Oh, because <laughs> apparently there was a it was, maybe it was Magnus Antis at the time. It Magnus made sense. Antis. It was just like, yeah, like Santa's at Excalibur. Like, right. right. And now saying it aloud, it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. <laughs> well, that's why the Santopolis was a terrible idea. Because <laughs> Why would people want to go year round? Well, there was a Santa village. Um uh, on the way to Santa Barbara. And we would usually stop there driving to see family in Santa Barbara for like a bathroom slash candy store thing. Cause yeah. it was similar to like a Bravo farms, which I maybe now I'm realizing is why I love Bravo Farms so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a Santa village. There was a giant Santa like that you could see from the freeway and they had like, you know, a taffy store and a souvenir place and like gas and a, you know, is it still there because I know Christmas tree lane is still an exit off the freeway. So, it's not there anymore, but there is still a Santa's village exit or there was at least um, for a long time. And then 
I don't know where it is now, but for a long time, you they still had just the very top, which was the giant chimney with the Santa. Mm. It was like just in a parking lot on the side of the freeway, mm. like um, for when you would go like on the one on the one hundred one. Yeah, I gotta up climb to down Santa that Barbara. Chimney. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still there because it's been a minute, but uh, yes, I have fond memories of uh, going to the bathroom at Santa's Village. I mean, there was chimney. probably like a store in town that was like adjacent to an antique shop or yeah. something that was like no this was like a Christmas full store. it was basically <laughs> exactly like in the show except without like shows and stuff it right. was really just like a pit stop essentially but yeah, um totally funny. santa themed and i i wonder if whoever wrote this like either had one in their state or or is from california and thus remembers yeah. the one that i'm remembering I think, thing. I think that they, mm-hmm. they do that they exist they yeah. do exist they do <laughs> speaking of christmas the yeah. freaking m&m's commercial that would never die uh, <laughs> would it be christmas without that m&m's commercial i actually worked on one where they did a like a revamp nope of it. Oh nope, boy. you cannot oh ever God. revamp it. That and the... Um, the fact that nobody... Knows, you don't even know what that I mean, right. came out like five years ago. That and the Hershey's Kisses chiming jingle bells. Oh, I'm like, yes. those are the two oh, Christmas yeah. commercials classic, that will, should never classic. be redone and can just <laughs> live on forever. They can anyway. just replay them, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Tyler, you got a... Uh, you got a, uh, Ooh, a rating, rating system. system. For the entire season. For all of... Boy, I don't Santa know. Claus's seasons. How many... Uh, magically MacGuffined cocoa mugs would you give (laughs) the Santa Claus's season two? I wish I remember what I gave the first season, but, um, I guess I'll say seven cocoa mugs because it is, uh, it's fun and entertaining and it didn't have any of the weird, like strange political things that the first season did. Um, they just, you know, they either held back or, or didn't do it. And, and so that made me happy. And I think it was nice. Everyone kind of had their moment to shine and their own little storylines. And um, it all kind of came together in a nice way. And yeah. And I just love how much they nod to the lore. And that's the best part really. Yeah. I think I'm going to also go with seven m- magically mysterious MacGuffin and, uh, hot cocoa cups <laughs> um speaking of that they sell that hot chocolate at disneyland right now oh oh yeah or wait california you, adventure you give us a uh, food blog report on the mad santa macaroon oh yeah i had a I, I can post it on the instagram i bought the mad santa macaroon oh. it was delicious it was like a it was like a pretty it was a really big macaron and it uh had like chocolate and peanut butter in the middle oh. and it was very good uh and it had like a little uh chocolate like m like the mad Dang. santa like his belt or whatever on uh, on the front. It was very good. And then, yeah, they also sell the Santa's hot cocoa or whatever. I didn't have that, though. But. It's just so funny that they sell that that specifically with that logo on there because how many people are ordering that that even get the I reference? Know. Like, And the Santa Claus Vanishingly Clauses, few. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus is all over the Americana right now because they're like their whole Christmas thing is sponsored by Disney Plus. Or right, right. So. That's insane. Yeah, it's everywhere. But yeah, I think seven for me, um, I just feel like... I guess, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't revisit season one, but I'm part of me is like, is this a better season? It I don't know. Been, it is. Yeah. I think it's it a is. Much better Cause season. I think Aaron's Eric Stone street is just so yeah. great. And like, it's fun for there to be a new like villain that feels like it can really stand up. He literally is Santa. Also, <laughs> he yeah. was a Santa and, uh, and it, it actually like, you know, um, I know it's all about Tim Allen or whatever, but I feel like he's not, in it as much as the first season. And so that's actually, 
I think a good thing. Let other people yep. have some, you know, make room for them to make some laughs and have good jokes and stuff. And, um, cause we've seen a lot of Tim Allen as the Santa Claus, you know, so let's let some other people in. And, um, yeah, I feel like the elf characters were great. The gnomes were new fun addition. It was funny. I, we forgot to mention it. it was funny at the end that they were all like on Santa's, like our Santa's side, not mm. the mad Santa. At the yeah. End. Thanks um, to Noel. Yeah, I just think uh, yeah, Noel was great. I think it's it's fun. There's definitely eye rolly moments, mm-hmm. and so I could see why some people would just be like, "This is garbage. I can't I can't handle this." But it's just like I think it's a sweet Christmas thing if you're in the mood. There's not a ton. There, there's not a ton of like, you know, known Christmas stuff every year. There's some new things, but you know, not something that's coming from a big franchise. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun new entry. I, you there, the speaking of the, I really stuff. And I was thinking of some of the, the other, th- like, you know, there's some, there's some fat shaming that has existed in this series. And then they've, they, they play it for some jokes in this. I feel like that they've, they do they, the reverse they tr- thing. They tried, they tried, <laughs> they tried. I don't know if they were successful. They tried. They're all grossed out <laughs> by his normal human self. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's a point where like, where he's like, he's turning back into Santa and, and Juliet's super into it. Um, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was one moment. I can't even remember the context, but, um, someone says something like, you don't even know what it would be like to like leave everything behind and be said. And Juliet's like, I left my whole career behind for this. And <laughs> yeah. I never complained once. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 So um, true. I'm really torn. Cause I find this like completely disposable. Right. And, and, true, and true. whatever. But I I did have a good time watching it. Um, Tyler would not have watched this unless we forced it. That's true. That is true. Uh, I what the hell? It's Christmas. I'll go seven as well. Yeah, seven magically MacGuffined uh, hot cocoa mugs. Perfect. Seven swans. I should just say magically MacGuffin mugs. Editing. Jeez. It's It's cleaner. Yeah, it's cleaner. I really don't think that the show is bad. It's like, you know, there, you can tell they're really trying. Yes. Uh, there's lots of actually funny jokes and I think it's worth checking out a a worthwhile extension of the franchise. I think. Yeah. And you know, Eric Stone street might've been working since modern family nothing that I can recall or have seen, but this was so great. I was like, I can't wait to see him in all kinds (laughs) of roles. Like I want to see him do all sorts of funny stuff. Yeah. Such a good addition this year. Um, cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our, uh, review here of, uh, the Santa Claus is season two. I just wanted to say thank you again to Thomas Vu for being on here, um, and giving us some insight into the stunt work in the show. Uh, really appreciate you doing that and, uh, hope everyone enjoyed that little interview there. And, uh, I mean, this is the end of the year here. We're, this is it for 2023. We're already on to, we got a, we already got a big like Google doc of all the sequels coming out <laughs> next year. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're looking for suggestions. So, uh, Elis, where can people like email us? Yeah. Send us your emails, sequelrights at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at sequelrights. Rate and review us wherever you're listening. Share past episodes. Uh, I imagine that there's there's more Chucky coming, so you have a whole yes. year before we catch up on that season. That TV is worth watching. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that they that's just coming cast up. John Waters. Yes, again. Yes, yeah, he's again. coming back. Can't wait. Uh, and if there's anything else, we'll let you know on the socials of what's coming out that we might be revisiting. Uh, but once we do uh, share out those past episodes, uh, it would be a huge help. 
Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate everybody listening. Hope everyone has happy holidays. Yeah, we'll see you guys in the new year with some new uh, some new franchises. For but, uh, you know, as always, thanks for listening throughout the year. Uh, we love you guys. Um, and uh, happy holidays. And we'll see you in 2024. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. If you're